Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. Growing up is wearing the clothes that are flattering and not just like what's the trendiest piece. Because like definitely in high school and college, I wore what everyone else was wearing. It wasn't the best look for me. Now that I'm an adult, it's like, I feel like I just like know how to dress my body a little bit better. And Liz. You get to a point in like when, a, when it just starts raining on like a special event that you just have to embrace it and you're mudsliding and like it's fine. Like that dress is in the trash and that's okay. I, don't, I didn't need it. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz and happy day. Happy day. Um, it's like 90 degrees. So like far from fall. So we'll keep this episode on folly. This is a, this is the second summer. Yes. I ah, yes. Second summer. Yes. Mm, so bummed. Don't you feel like all the Midwestern in some Southern states, like take it as their personality to be like that's the weather like only in missouri can it snow and be sunny and rain and, and have a tornado on the same day but like every midwestern state says that about their state like they yeah. have the most obscure weather well kel we don't have a lot so like let us just have some personality because we don't live in sunny california where it's beautiful all the time so it's like we need something new to talk no, about. No, like, no. and i'm just like i'm not let saying us have it but like i think it's funny how we don't take it as just like a midwestern thing it's like that's michigan that's like everyone in the middle of the country like we all just have insane weather where yeah one week it's one day it snows the next day it's 70 then it rains then you have a tornado like that's weather in the midwest yeah say, i know don't like the weather stick around it's gonna change i know it's always that i will say <laughs> i was like i've every friday since my wedding i've been like what's the weather gonna be like because i know anyone who picked their wedding to be in september was because they didn't august was wide open no one wants to get married in august i had a beautiful august wedding and it's i'm like a beautiful day i'm looking at these september days and it's like 95 degrees and i'm like hmm, should have picked august <laughs> i know like i felt like for the first year after we got married since we had an outdoor wedding also i was like every time it would rain on a saturday i'd be like those poor brides i know i know gosh mm. anyway mm -mm -mm. i've been stalking the weather for the Carl Motto show i know because there's not a rain plan no and i don't have i don't believe in rain plans i think if you believe in rain plans it's gonna rain so um the event planners are always like so what do you want to do if it rains it's not gonna rain mm -hmm. well usually that works out i've never we've never had an event get rained out no we haven't i will say one of my dearest friends she had an outdoor wedding no rain plan and it was a mudslide and we just danced in the got wet whose wedding was that that's my friend sarah's it oh. just got like there was no rain plan. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I do. It's still a lot of fun. I do have a rain plan. You for get the auto to show. a point, and like when a, when it just starts raining on like a special event, that you just have to embrace it, and yeah. you're just you're mudsliding, and like 100%. it's fine. Like that dress is in the trash, and that's okay. I don't. I didn't need it. Um, I, I, I do want people to know. I do have a rain plan. It's called um an umbrella. Okay, perfect. Well, as long as we have something. Well, okay, we have a very exciting episode in front of us. Well, I would expect nothing less. Um, we are going to redeem ourselves on a taste drive slash great 12 yeah and you have some industry news we're gonna do advice we have a dtd and we have a millennial word of course but before we do that 
I want to thank today's sponsor. So today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Binto. With all this talk about fall, we need to be thinking about new routines and boosting immunity for, for the flu season. Binto offers custom vitamin packs built just for you. They also offer a pre-made vitamin kit, the Glow Getter Kit. This three-in-one daily packet contains expertly formulated bare essential women's multivitamin for hormonal balance and period support, plus women's probiotic supplement. Try Bento period vitamins for hormonal balance and improved gut health. Bento is backed by science for all women's unique needs, and there are real women's health providers behind the scenes making sure you are on the right track. Feel good with Binto. It's just what you need and nothing you don't. Head to mybinto.com. That's M-Y-B-I-N-T-O.com. Take the quiz and enter code CARPOOL for 20% off your order. Thank you, Binto. Thank you, Binto. Also, Binto's a good Instagram follow. It is good. They are a good they Instagram do a good, follow. Like, they mm-hmm. do. I'm not saying that they're micro-influencers because they're like a business, but like they're a company who makes good content. And we'd love yeah. to see that. It's and And I feel like there's so much... There's so much content out there that you have to be like very wary of, especially when it comes to medical yeah. stuff. And just, just like knowing that it's like a good follow with like entertaining content and it's also like legitimate, like doctors are behind the scenes, you can feel a little bit better about trusting them. So, yeah, it's yeah. everything you need. And they got brunch with Babs as a, uh, like they're working with brunch with Babs. I didn't see that. Yeah, I post I posted it on the carpool uh, stories. Oh my they, gosh. They got Babs. Our queen Babs. Wait, so we work like we're co-workers with Babs, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aren't you so. obsessed with Babs? I know. She's so cute. She's churning out content. Yeah, I know. Like, I can't imagine. Like, just think about how much work we put into like our car tours. And like, we I mean, we do put in the work, but like all we have to do is go to the dealership, get dressed, do car. OK, it's a lot of work. But like those food bloggers, I'm telling you to make a recipe and mm. film it in a kitchen to make your kitchen look good, to remember to film all the steps, to write it. T- it's like. I think food bloggers. Who do you think works harder, food blog- food bloggers or fashion bloggers? Hmm. It's tough. Okay, because you know what? It's really hard to take an aesthetic photo of a meal, and that's like where we fall short a lot. I would love to just like have all of our recipes, but like I don't. I'm not. I. I know. I know. Food bloggers for me because I think I could fudge being a fashion blogger. I wouldn't do it as well as some of like the pros. But I could not fudge being a food blogger. I totally agree. Totally agree. So, I think that food bloggers work hard. They do. Okay, before we go any further, I do want to give the millennial word of the day. Please. I am like running out of phrases. I really need Gen Z to like get a little bit well, more. We can creative. also do like a trend or something. Like I don't think it necessarily. I just like after deleting TikTok, I really have no idea what's going on in that world and in that space. And isn't it funny that like you have no idea and my life has not changed at all since not knowing? Mm, probably for the better. It just like doesn't come across my desk like I thought it would. No, it really doesn't. And 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 that's just that. So the millennial word of the day is also a phrase. There's been a lot of phrases. Take several seats. Meaning if someone is being extremely annoying, you might tell them to take several seats. After watching her friend raise her hand to answer every question, she muttered, take several seats under her breath. The term is derived from the phrase, have a seat. So it's just like, if you're being too much, it's just like, yeah, yeah, take yeah. several, take several seats, hon. No, that's good. So. That's sassy. It is sassy. I like it. What do you think about like some of like, the Gen Z fashion trends we're seeing like going into fall? Like um, Okay, so like low rise. Okay, so Abercrombie's like, I love Abercrombie. I've talked about this before. They, um... 
low-rise cargo pants are coming in and i feel Uh i think it actually can look really cute on the right girl i'm not that girl i'll never be that girl um but i'm i i think that high-rise are such a thing because there's a lot of people who prefer the look of high-rise but there's some girls who low-rise jeans looks better on them low-rise pants that is what their body shape is made for i agree and it's not always like just the super skinny girls look good in low rise no jeans. it depends like on it, where your hips are 100%. and your waist and so like some girls just look better in low and low rise jeans and so like i'm kind of happy to see the low rise trend come back for them so they can have a moment because like some people don't look good in the high rise like it's not for them yeah. it's too much it, it cuts them in weird places so high rise high rise pants are not going anywhere let me tell you no they're not they never will it's never going to be only low rise but i am happy we are seeing some more low rise options and i'm all about a mid-rise right now too like mid-rise jeans are actually um super flattering and i think like growing up is wearing the clothes that are flattering and not just like what's the trendiest piece like yeah and that's called growing up because like definitely in high school and college i wore like what everyone else was wearing like yeah what all like the cute like shorter girls were wearing and it, it wasn't the best look for me mm-hmm. but like that's just what i did and like now that i'm an adult it's like i feel like i just like know how to dress my body a little bit better well i think it's also like seeing what the trends are and putting that in your own interpretation of them and not necessarily feeling like you have to buy whatever's on the shelf but seeing that like okay it looks like cargo pants are about to make an entrance what does that look like for me still very much keeping up with that like Mm, 2000s-esque trends that are coming back how do i put that into my wardrobe without me flat out wearing low-rise cargo pants no 100 percent. so um also like how about the fact that the birkenstocks are the hottest shoe now and like i had them first because like grayson got them for me and i'm so grateful for that i still i'm not on it yet and like I'm, I'm sure eventually I'll be like eating my words and be like, I can't even believe I ever thought that they weren't the best shoes in the world because like that's who I am. But right now I'm not there. Well, are yeah. they comfortable? I always Elizabeth, want Birkenstocks being not very comfortable. No, they're really comfortable. Okay. They're really comfortable and they're just like, you just, you slip them on because like, here's the thing. I was getting to the point where it's like, I would just put my Ugg slippers on and like walk out of the house. Oh, and I do that like, all the time. And then I started like going to daycare like that and then i started yeah. like going to the grocery store like that and the next thing you know i'm showing up to the dealership with ugg slippers on like, i did it's see just, i did see a girl in target the other day with ugg slippers on and i i had to be a little bit like come on no i know it's just it, it starts by with the mailbox and then you get a little yeah. more comfortable and a little more comfortable so um i feel like the birkenstocks it's like it's not a slipper but it is a slipper yeah okay so, but it's like, like a, on who like a dressy slipper okay fair um oh my gosh i just got a really exciting email do you want to hear it yeah save the date the 2023 Kia Telluride Media Drive. <gasps> and it, here's the thing. If we got invited to this, you know what we're probably going to get invited the to? The EV9. Yeah. <gasps> so we have to go. When is it? It's when I was going to have Hattie's birthday party. Perfect. Oh, no, there's two dates. There's two dates. Okay. And it's in Texas. Wait, what part? Uh, San Antonio. I, mean, I shouldn't be giving all this away. I know. We shouldn't be giving all the info. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. We can see the Alamo. Um, <laughs> so exciting. Wait, that's soon. They always are. <laughs> Wait, I'm hyped. I mean, like, normally when I get these emails, I'm like, do I really want to go see, like, the freaking Ford Mustang? Like, no, I don't. I know. Well, that is kind of... So, that's... Let's that, that let's go into industry news because that's kind of one of our... That's huge. Um, The Ford Mustang. So, we, there was the Detroit Auto Show this week, and we decided not to go. Due to the fact of... We were just in Detroit. <laughs> 
Well, not only that, there wasn't any like newer vehicles being released and we had a lot to do with the Carmel Auto Show coming up. Kind of wish we would have gone now because um, they did actually have a lot of concept cars there. So like not mm-hmm. official releases, but like they had like a good like new Lincoln con. So whatever. We probably should have gone. We're living and learning. Yeah. But like those are and always the president so- came. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I know. I don't know. I just think like, I don't know, like if he I don't think we would have like met Joe Biden, though. No, I don't think we would have met Joe Biden either. But I'm just saying like all like all the journalists are there. Okay. like my like my Instagram is blowing up and it's like, I know people who are going and it's like, okay, we should have gone. And and like Detroit Auto Show is like it's the international auto show. It is the biggest auto show. It's bigger than New York. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, it is called the International Auto Show. FYI. It's not bigger, though. Okay, anyway, so here was the like the big thing that get de- that got debuted at the uh, Detroit. Like this, this was the big car. So like it oh. wasn't like necessarily our target demo, and it was the seventh generation of the 2024 Ford Mustang, and it's not even close to an electric car. The opinionated Dude. new Mustang has a V8 and a stick shift. So. I mean, I'm like, don't know a lot about Mustangs, but I just thought it was interesting that like everyone's coming out with EV, 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 and, they're not. and then they're like Ford Mustang, which I'm okay. Let me be clear. I'm okay with that because yeah. I kind of like some diversity in our powertrains, but just like that's, it's funny, like they, that's what all the headlines are. Like all the headlines are about how it's not an EV and less about anything about the I Ford know, Mustang. I know that's so interesting. So it says um, Farley, who I don't know who Farley is. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Ford, I do know who this is. Ford CEO Jim Farley said, we don't see hybrid applications in this vehicle as being an attractive option at this point. They're expensive. It's appropriate an F-150 that can power your house or a Maverick that gets 42 MPG. But for a V8 in this segment, they want a V8 experience. So we think it's the right bet for us. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like not everyone is going to go EV. That's just not going to happen. And it says the six. And so you have to have options for people who who don't want to do that. And it says that the six speed manual transmission will come standard. Hashtag save the manuals. Um, do you know how to drive a manual? No. Yeah, me neither. And that's a hot take. That's not true. I do know how to. I know how to drive one in the sense I could like pull it up because I used to sell BMWs and like we sold manuals. So like I could pull one up. I could drive it a little bit. I'm just not that into it. No, I don't really get. I don't. Really, it just seems like extra work. Well, I mean, I think like people love them, and I. I what I don't like is like the toxic culture of like you need to you don't need to learn how to drive a manual before you learn how to drive a regular car why why they're not out there yeah they're just not out there so i'm not the biggest manual person but i'm not a performance driver i'm like a comfort driver yeah. <laughs> like a how, how about, i feel around town driver how about that rivian we listened to the how i built this rivian that was podcast. my next story how about how he uh his original idea was uh pedal cars <laughs> okay so that was my next story so rj scringe was on How I Built This with Guy Raz, which How I Built This is an incredible podcast for any entrepreneur or just anyone like interested in how businesses get built. And this Rivian story did not disappoint. I think a lot like of people because like Rivian came out and I think it was just like, oh, like it's so funny, like probably same thing with Tesla. I don't can't say I know like Elon Musk's story as good as it maybe should. But like all you hear is like, oh, here's the new car. But like everything that had to go into building a freaking car is crazy yeah Yeah. it is crazy so yeah uh anyway want to just like kind of like recap the podcast a little bit with you so 
basically like he knew he wanted to do this for like his whole life like yeah like every point of his life leading up to this was because he wanted to build a car company and one thing i liked that he said which i'm not saying like i don't believe him but i think it's like a very like entrepreneur thing to say um was he's like we really just like wanted to just disrupt the industry enough to change how things were happening like which i i think he also means that i think he'd also like to be a successful car company so i don't think that's like all he wants to do in his life but it kind of reminded me like you and i too it's just like yes we have all these goals with the car but ultimately like i just want to shake things up and he's like Mm -hmm. if other many if it makes other manufacturers want to copy us and put out like more fuel efficient cars he's like then i feel like i want because like that's why i wanted to get into this yeah yeah it was almost like encouraging for me to hear that he's been at it like he he went to college he switched colleges because it was like mit had a better auto program i had no idea there was auto programs right and so like and that was in like i think he said like 2005 or 2009 or something like that so it was just encouraging for me to hear that he's been working on it for that long because for me it sort of seemed like rivian came out of nowhere and out of the woodworks and i'm like why do these why does this startups just keep popping up? And he has been at it for before Tesla was around. Like Tesla 100%. was probably working on it too, but like it's not like he saw Tesla and then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just do that. Like he has been working on it for a very long time. And it was crazy to like hear his pitches when he'd be like, we'd go to pitch these like VCs and be like, we're gonna start a car company. They're like, okay, what's your factories? What's your thing? What's your this? He's like, we don't have any of that yet. And Again, just solidified the fact that I don't want to be a tech company. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not. I don't want to go out and like ask for money and like owe people things. And no, I'm just like having fun. And it's got it. I, I would tell I would. But what, another thing that was interesting that RJ said, he's like, we had no idea what it took. He's like, but if we would have known, we wouldn't have started. Yeah, that's so true. Or like if we would have known, it wouldn't have we wouldn't have been successful because like we yeah. thought we thought we had almost like I think what they said, like when they were in Detroit or something like they thought they were so much closer to getting the product out than they actually were, mm. which was super interesting. That is interesting. So, you know, best of luck to Rivian. I'm still rooting for them. Still yeah. never driven one, never sat in one. Don't know. Like, I'm just loving following the story. Yeah. I saw one on the road the other day and someone said that they look like the time hop dinosaur and I cannot unsee it. Cannot. Google time hop dinosaur. And then look at a Rivian. It's, it's the time hop dinosaur. I liked it. Like hearing like the name came from the word river. I don't know. Just it's like, just like interesting. You know, it's like sometimes when we when you like tour a car, you're like, that's weird. I wonder why they did that. Like pointing out like a design thing. But then when we go to the first drives and they're like, yeah, we made the leather geometrical shape. So it I represents it's like, the, oh. the dew drops in a Japanese morning. And it's like, but OK, it, now I, I, I almost need to. But but then it's like all that detail and you didn't check if a cup holder was good uh, yeah. or like you didn't check if I there know. was lower anchors and throw or all that detail and you couldn't put a middle head restraint in it's like you can you're so full of you it you can appreciate things more when they explain it but also that's not the, the consumer isn't getting your explanation like that 100 percent anyway um, so we kind of like flip-flopped we did it industry news first yeah, i got one more story oh too. okay <laughs> Just like dying to do this taste drive. I know. So why Toyota, the world's largest automaker, isn't all in on electric vehicles? So I've talked about this before, but there's a few brands who are like not going like so heavy EV and they're just like, we're going to focus on hybrids. Like we're not going to not do EVs, but we're going to just like bring some more things to market. Yeah. And Toyota is one of them. So here are the key points of the article. This is from CNBC. Toyota, the king of hybrid vehicles, has come under scrutiny by some environmental groups for its cautiousness on investing in fully electric vehicles. The company doesn't believe that battery electric vehicles are the only 
only solution to producing more sustainable vehicles. Toyota has a goal to produce 3.5 million electric vehicles by 2030, which would be more than a third of its current sales, while rival automakers promise to be exclusive on other on other such vehicles. Um, so I have talked about this before. So like a lot of a, a lot of brands are actually doing this, and the article does go on to say like there's not there is some brands who are focusing on hybrid vehicles. Toyota's one, um, BMW's one, Honda's one. It said, Toyota is not alone in such plans. Stellantis, Ford, and other Japanese automakers are similarly investing in electrified hybrid models. Um, anyway, I just, I wanted to bring this up because I, I don't think I ever talked about it on the podcast, but I did talk about an article the other day on my Instagram. And essentially it was like, hybrid vehicles are a quicker way to get more people using... There, there are some arguments that saying like hybrid vehicles could get us to a greener like um, vehicle lineup sooner. Basically, like if you look at how much minerals and how many parts it takes to build one battery, one 300 mile range battery, you could build six plug in hybrid vehicles with a 50 mile all electric range. Yeah. And then of course, like a gas range on top of that. And like then six people, six people are driving on all electric for probably their daily commute because yeah. a lot of people are under 50 right. for a daily yeah. commute. So it just feels like, what if that was more of the focus? So I'm actually like, I'm so pro hybrids, won't stop talking about them. And if I had to predict, I think a lot of these manufacturers will back down on the electric cars. Not that they won't have them, but again, look at some of these other states, look at these Midwestern states, look at these yeah. Southern states. Like we don't, we're so more spread out and we don't have the infrastructure to handle all these things by 2030 that's like yeah. not that far away and like look at look at the the state that's going in the direction of going all ev california and they're having blackouts on like their grid and i'm not saying that's because of the electric cars but like what if it is well and like that's they're when, overpowering but their that's grid. when 20 percent of the cars are electric right now and so it, it is exactly. just so there's just not a great sample like if california's our sample size doesn't look good Oh, no, I agree. And I really think like if we could do hybrids and then six people could be. I mean, you just you can't argue with that. That's, that, that's not being. I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket and the elect banking that there's going to be electricity always feels like I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Like what if something like we don't know what's going to happen. Like what if something crazy happens? At least you can you can't always get gas, but at least you can have some backup gas. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just it scares me. I, I think it scares Toyota and Toyota is one of the largest automakers. So this is in Toyota. What's interesting about Toyota is they have actually they've been a pioneer of fuel efficiency that the, the Toyota Prius came out in 1999. It was the first mass marketed hybrid ever. Yeah. And it's continued to be a top selling hybrid. So they make great hybrids. So you would assume they probably make they could probably make great electric vehicles. But they're just going to put their emphasis on the hybrids. And I'm okay with it. And I'm happy for it. And I'm excited. I think that's a smart call. And because I still like EVs. And I think like EVs work for some families. But for some families or for some people, they don't. And I think a hybrid's like, let's dip your toe. Let's drive on some electricity. Have the option to switch to gas. And ultimately, like what everyone has to remember, no matter which way you swing it, electric vehicles are not it, it's it's deceiving to say like they're 100% clean energy. Are they cleaner than gas vehicles? Yes. There's many studies that say all electric vehicles are cleaner than gas. It is not. They are not. It's not like walking or even like public transportation. Yeah. They're not as clean as that. So or they're not as good for the environment as that. So to like for like to to say that like EVs are the answer and EVs are going to. No, they're still they still 
yeah. adds some pollution to yeah. Earth with how they're made, with how yeah. we recycle the batteries, with how we get the electricity. I mean, here we, you know how we get electricity? Huh? The Ameren plant that burns coal. That's how we get our electricity. Right. So it's like it's not. We don't have sunshine or wind power right now yeah. in mid Missouri. So it's just. You know, I'm I'm feeling more passionate. I'm not trying to be outspoken and I'm not trying to like say I'm anti-green vehicles at all. It's just like there's a lot there's a lot of bold, no, there's a lot of bold statements being put out there that will affect everyone and there's some questions and there's there's that need to be answered in order for you, for someone to get behind it. Cuz yeah. if as soon as it affects you, you're like, "Okay, well, hold up, hold up." So anyway, so anyway, I'm going to keep bringing the stories and I'm going to keep bringing it as like as as unbiased because I'm I think I'm actually incredibly unbiased with this topic. I'm excited for EVs. I'm excited for hybrids. I think we need more fuel efficient cars. That's not a secret. Yeah, I think we could do it by doing some hybrids first. And you're just asking the right questions. And that makes you sound like you're biased, but I really don't think you are. Anyway, Kel, I think it is time that we get into our taste drive. I know. Let's take a full 180 and let's talk about chocolate bars. <laughs> OK, Liz, are you ready for the ultimate taste drive? And great. What do we have here? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Oh my gosh! Not really. <laughs> we're we're gonna be productive. Basically, we received hate comments. We were trolled online, and people came out of the woodwork to fight for their favorite candy bar. And I had no idea. We just on a whim were like, "Let's do our favorite candy bars." Didn't think it'd go anywhere. Um, y'all came out swinging for your favorites. Yeah, apparently so. everyone has a very, very strong opinions. Um, so we are going to do our due diligence because that's what we do here on 100%. the Carpool Podcast, and we bought just about every other candy bar you could think of. Yeah. So let me just read you what what we have, and then so here's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna like do a little head to head. We're gonna determine, let's say, the top two of this group of ten. Then we're gonna put them against Snickers and Twix. Yeah. To see if this is all a waste of time. Because to see I still if Snickers think and Tricks Twix still, still would have made anyway. it to the top two. Yeah. I think Snickers and I don't I don't see a world where any of these is gonna beat Snickers and Twix, but you never know. Right. Okay, so we have a Heath bar, a crunch bar, a baby Ruth, a whatchamacallit, a butterfinger, a Reese's take five, a zero bar, a payday, a hundred grand, an almond joy, a Milky Way, and a Reese's fast break. <sighs> So, um, some of these straight up look not good at all. Hundred percent. Um, and some of them, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a baby Ruth truly, and so I'm excited to give that to a shot. To experience that, mm-hmm. and I do think, like, looking at this list, you know, and I think the two outliers we had on the last round were Milk Duds and Peanut M and M's. Yeah, I do think we should have probably like thrown the Milky Way in there, put the Butterfinger maybe, maybe the Butterfinger. And I'm also excited to play with some of these like Reese's varieties. Part of me feels like Reese's is a little unhinged because when it, the Reese's section of the gas station they're all orange they all look the same and they're all just different combinations of chocolate and peanut butter so interesting story about Reese's. maddie actually told me this because he was one of the trolls that came for us after this segment and he was appalled that we did not include a fast break bar and like maddie i've never heard of a fast break and he brings it in he's like what's a Reese's fast break i'm like i don't i have not tried every variation of recess and he goes no it's not necessarily a recess what happened was the fast break bars and the take five bars weren't selling very well so Reese's just made it orange slapped their logo on there because it was the same company that makes Reese's and they're trying to bring them more under the Reese's umbrella to get better sales and Maddie is like the biggest fast break stan and he's like if this doesn't win I'll be shocked so he's like really talking this bar up a ton so I'm super intrigued to give that one a shot but like that kind of brings up but like 
does hershey's just own all of these does hershey's own recess i don't know no okay hold on so what company owns all the candy bars mars wrigley oh so mars owns hershey's hold on elizabeth you're asking a lot of good questions we should have done some more research on this mars bars couldn't find one of those no because you know what so mars is like the biggest chocolate company and mars bars are sold in canada i do not know that they're sold anywhere in the united states but when we would go skiing in canada our dad would always buy mars Mars bars bars, and keep them in his fanny pack (laughs) he wore a fanny pack when he skied in case we got like hungry on the slopes and that's the only time i've ever seen a mars bar was in canada okay so hershey's the hershey's company owns many favorite brands like Reese's, heath kit kat hershey's and then mars inc owns snickers m&m and twix so it's a monopoly yeah i'm just like was wondering like who's connected to who and like so they're all connected okay so what do you want to start with i I, I didn't oh i did read the 10 already okay yeah so we're just we just sort of paired them off and we're just, we're gonna try them and so i did a better job of like not pairing two head hitters together like yeah. i didn't do like milky way versus reese's fast break because like i understand that that's not how it's done yeah um so i feel really good about last time so i say we just start at the top of our list and we do the reese's take five and the zero, zero bar. bar yeah okay so reese's take five has um pretzels caramel peanut butter peanuts and chocolate and chocolate and the zero bar, which I've never seen. Like, I mean, look at the packaging on I this. I mean, it looks ancient. It's like silver. This looks like it's been on the shelves for 15 years. A zero bar is caramel, peanut, and almond nougat covered in white fudge. I don't like the zero bar very much at all. It almost tastes healthy, which I know it's not, but like it tastes like a bad protein bar. Mm. That's what it tastes like. Yeah, it's um, it's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's not the best. The Reese's Take 5 is... Normally, I like some complicated flavors. No. Like, I need a lot in and it. We that, like, yeah, I that know. pretzel in it is like a, an obstacle. Yeah, I, that's not. I'm not I, digging Did that. anyone ask Reese's? To, like, everyone loves Reese's for what it is. I really thought a pretzel in a uh, in a bar was going to be really good. I still think it moves forward. Uh, no, no, it's 100% over the zero. Yeah, 100% being so zero. Let's, let's, just, like, let's not were, waste our time on that one. No, for people too were long. like really passionate about a take five bar, and I just. Okay okay so yeah okay we'll see we'll see where she goes so next up we have butterfinger and payday so butterfinger we all know the butterfinger crispity crunchity peanut buttery is what it says what's a payday okay a payday is a peanut caramel bar they did have like a chocolate payday variety which i did not get again this just looks like a health food because it has just there's no chocolate it's just peanuts it's caramel and peanuts i may have been sleeping on butterfingers butterfinger is really good the payday is bad no, it's not bad, but it's kind of the same thing. I feel like it's a like a health bar. Yeah, because would, it's just all peanuts. Like I feel like I could go find this in the granola bar section 100%. at the grocery store. It feels store. like that's a Lara bar. Like yeah. if it had some different, yeah. bar, like honestly, Payday, like you should rebrand and come out as a health food. Yeah, yeah. Because like I think you would sell better. Because you're not. Here's what you're not: a candy bar. Yeah, so, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that under like wanting to. Have okay, a candy but Butterfinger bar. was pretty good. Butterfinger was good. Um. Okay, my only thing with peanut butter or butterfingers, I always feel like it's really messy, and that's why I don't usually gravitate towards it. But that was not as messy as I my memory. No, it is a little like you crunch and then like it flakes everywhere. That's why you know what you know. I think a butterfinger would smack as Hmm. fun size. Yeah, like a mini, like not even a fun size, like a one biter. Yeah, I I would totally agree. Okay, so next up we have a whatchamacallit, which is 
made with chocolate, peanut flavored crisp and caramel versus the hundred grand, which is rich caramel mint, mint chocolate and crispy crunchies. I actually do. You love, say mint chocolate? No, milk chocolate. Oh. Sorry. I actually do love a hundred grand bar. So I'm kind of excited. I've never like picked one up at the gas station. Hundred grand bar is good, Elizabeth. That is good. They're very similar, actually, because they have the caramel and the crispy. But hundred grand has a better execution of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I've never had a whatchamacallit in my life. I also hate the branding. It's better. It's the best of the rejects, though, so far, I think. What is? The whatchamacallit. Oh, I think the hundred grand's best. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you mean the best out of, mm. like... Sorry, the rejects are the rejects. Like, hundred grand wins, but whatchamacallit's better than payday and zero. Mm-hmm. They are very similar. Though, no, they are very they? similar. Hundred grand bar is good. That's mm-hmm. gonna be. Well, it's gonna be a tough one to beat. Mm-hmm. Okay, next we have Milky Way and Babe Ruth. Milky Way, Baby Ruth. Oh, Baby Ruth. Milky Way's people were just like so passionate, and it's creamy caramel smooth nougat. Nougat's a buzzword. Yeah, I don't know what nougat is, it's and just like that filling. And Baby Ruth is dry roasted peanuts, rich caramel, and smooth nougat. And when I was reading the Baby Ruth packaging and the Snickers packaging. It is the same stuff. Yeah, I got a Snickers, so we would just like have it as... Yeah, that is interesting. Let me see what it looks... It looks like a Snickers bar. A Babe Ruth looks like a Snickers. I think it has... But like, look at... The peanuts are more peanuts. on the outside. Wait, also, does this have... Okay, let me try it. What is this in Milky Way? Baby Ruth tastes just like a Snickers. That's a hot take. Mm. I'm gonna have to like... Close my eyes and try those. The Milky Way, it's just, it's too rich. It needs something to mix it up. Like, that's where it's like you have a nut or a peanut butter. Like, it's just sweet on sweet. It's I don't like it. I will say with the Milky Way, we should have had Milky Way instead of Three Musketeers in our last round. Because See, I disagree. No, because it's the Three Musketeers only with caramel. I know, and I think the caramel's too much. I think like that's another. That's where it's just like it's all too sweet. It's caramel. It's chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's nougat. Like I don't like the Milky Way. The Baby Ruth is a Snickers, and I'm obsessed. Like she's moving forward for me. Yeah, um, I'm good with that Milky Way. I'm sorry we didn't have you. We probably should have had you over Milk Thuds, but still, to us, I agree. I need a crunch. I need variety. I need something. Or I need new. less. It's just like it's too much sugar. Read the sugar. Well, let's not read the sugar. They're well, all the same. Yeah. They all have 240 calories ish okay sorry milky way fans but we I'm tried not sorry try all of these and then tell me milky way is still your favorite have you done this okay next we're gonna do a crunch bar and an almond joy so a crunch bar is creamy milk chocolate and crisp rice and an almond joy is coconut and almond chocolate candy bar i do we're taking the smallest bites too in case anyone's wondering if my stomach hurts yeah it does but i'm gonna keep going um i do love an almond joy i'm surprised i forgot this one Crisp rice seems to be a very popular thing in the candy bar game as well. Almond Joy is good. If you're a coconut girly, there's nothing not to like about that. Here's the thing with the Crunch Bar. For just being a chocolate bar, it's good. Yeah. Like, I would choose this over a her- just a plain Hershey's bar. Yeah. But... I like the Almond yeah, Joy. Yeah, I like the Almond Joy. I used to love Crunch Bars when I was a kid. I mean, my palate's just like evolved so much again crunch bar so good but crunch bar is pretty good in a fun size Mm -hmm. i don't like the whole like bar of it all i think and don't you think like the the fun sizes are like a little thicker like that one's thin that's like paper thin that is thin yeah the the fun size is definitely definitely better because sometimes you just want like a bite of chocolate Mm -hmm. i don't want a whole 
bar of just chocolate. I need some nougat, if you will. Okay, next we have a Heath Bar versus a Reese's Fast Break. Heath Bar is milk chocolate and English toffee. Yeah, people love Heath Bars. Like, people like to put them in, um, like, Dad always goes to get it in his ice cream. Oh, yeah, Dad loves vanilla ice cream with With Heath Heath Bar. Bar. I know. And I'm doing the Reese's Fast Break, which is milk chocolate, peanut butter, and nougat. Mm, Reese's Fast Break is pretty good. Heath Bar is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maddie was quaking at how good he thought the fast break was, and maybe it's because I've built it up in my head. I like the Heath Bar better. I'm feeling like that's a very hot take. That was the Heath Bar's good. It's kind of giving Butterfinger. Like, it's like they both kind of have like that little additional crunch. Give me the fast break one more time. I'm just so afraid for my marriage if I get the fast break out on the first round. I'd rather have a recess. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't like it. You can't say you wouldn't rather have a Reese's egg than that. It's not better. Well, I think that that's a problem is like if it was just a fast break and it wasn't a Reese's fast break. I think that's. I understand. I understand. Like it's a very good bar, but you're comparing it to a Reese's not as its own. Mm, I think I like the fast break more than the Heath bar. I think you're scared for your marriage. I, think. I am a little bit, but. Um, so like, are you telling me like I have to call like no i mean i don't know what we do that's fine send 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 fast break through there's not a world where one of these win i don't think but taste that the heath bar is good um i will say now that we've been sitting here debating um the toffee buildup in my teeth is kind of bothering Uh, me so uh i'm fine with any fast break through i can see how like heath is good chopped put on ice cream yes i would agree i think like as its own thing just like get a heath bar seems a little moronic i would agree okay so move the fast break forward so our final six is a take five a baby ruth an almond joy a reese's fast break a hundred grand or a butterfinger (sighs) okay now let's keep going yeah so we'll do the take five and the butterfinger okay you don't need to taste again like do you think you have your winner no i i wanna i feel like i need to f- give it a fair sh- give them both a fair shot for me it's for sure butterfinger butterfinger is good i was sleeping yeah. on bu- i was sleeping on butterfinger i would agree butterfinger for sure moves forward the take five that pretzel is just too much for me it's too much i agree which is a bummer okay this is gonna be a hard one baby ruth versus 100 grand I know. I didn't want to do those two against each other because I could see a world where it's Butterfinger, Baby Ruth, and 100 Grand in the final. Well, that's not how this works. I know. Okay. So I have to retry them both. I really don't know. It's so different. There's nothing like it. The caramel's so good. It's a 100 Grand bar. The Baby Ruth tastes less like a Snickers. When I tried it again, like there's not enough caramel in it. No, the rate, the thing was, it's the same ingredients. The ratios are mm-hmm. off. It's too much yeah. peanut. There's no caramel. It's just not yeah. 100%. 100 gram moves forward. Okay, next we're going to do an Almond Joy and the Fast Break. This one's going to be controversial. This one is going to be controversial because an Almond Joy is good, but only for some people. Yeah, like you're either a coconut stan or you're not. I don't think I could eat a whole Almond Joy. I don't know if I could eat a whole Almond Joy. I also don't know if I could eat a whole Reese's Fast Break. I'm fine with saying the Fast Break through. I don't see it. I, it's not. An no. Almond Joy. I agree. And if we're thinking like, I mean, we're like trying to taste these. Like these is, again, when we did it the first round, it was like, who would, like, what would you get at a gas station? I would never get an Almond Joy at a gas station. No. Like my stomach would already and hurt that's from- And that's the last candy I'm picking out of the Halloween candy bag too. See, not for me, but like that's where it's like, oh, I like a little fun size in it. 
So now we have three. <sighs> so what do we mean? What do we do now? Do we like throw Snickers in there? Sure. Okay. Or Twix. I have them both. Um. Well, let's put Twix in there because Snickers was our winner. So oh, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. Let's do this. Th- these two. Or should we do these two since they're more like this is peanut butter and that? Oh yeah, that's fine. So we're gonna do the fast break and the Butterfinger because those are peanut buttery, and, and the hundred grand and the Twix are caramely. Okay. So for the peanut butter round, it's a Butterfinger for me. A hundred percent the Butterfinger for me too. Butterfinger like, is, but I love the consistency. I don't of think butter it finger. even is peanut butter. I guess it is. No, it is. It's peanut buttery, but no. it's like bright orange on the inside, which is kind of scary. And it's not too much chocolate though. Like it's not an over. I'm not like sick of the chocolate. No, it's, it's just like a good quality bar. It's a good ratio. All right, so like let's take this Twix. Gosh, this was um such a mistake to do at eight in the morning i have not had breakfast yet i'm feeling good my tummy's hurting um twix versus 100 grand 100 percent the twix bar yeah twix bar is superior twix bar is so good they're similar in the sense that they have the caramel and the crunch but the twix like cookie that's better cookie, than the crispy rice and the cookie shouldn't be as good as it is Mm-mm. it's because it's just like it's just like a shortbread cookie like on paper, like, I don't think I like shortbread cookies, but like that, there's something about it. It's get, It's just freaking good. So I will say the Butterfinger has won in this great 12. The Butterfinger yeah, 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 has yeah, beat yeah, out yeah. everyone. So that is something to be said. Yeah. So congratulations, Butterfinger. Now we have to put Butterfinger versus Twix. Oh, gosh. God, I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> the Butterfinger just has that like salty, sweet component that like, the Twix is I like just the like bite. I like how how many how many layers I like, crunch through. I still think it's Twix bar for me, but I'm impressed with the Butterfinger. I don't see myself going and buying a Butterfinger still to this day. No, same. But maybe I don't think I've ever truly given it a fair shot for what it is. We should like get one on like our next like trip, like next time we yeah. travel. Like we should just like. Go get a Butterfinger and like see how it does on the plane and like, do, did mm-hmm. we like it? Because I do sometimes think if you're looking for something filling, something with peanuts and peanut butter in it is more filling often than something with like yeah, caramel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, uh. so Twix, it's Twix for me and then we're back with Twix and Snickers and this was a waste of my time. And this was, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to Snickers. I'm not going down this road again because I can't no, eat any more chocolate. <laughs> So anyway, so anyway, we did the things. Hopefully, everyone feels a little bit more justified, and um, you should do your own, and then yeah. you should you should determine how difficult it it truly is, mm-hmm. because they are all good except for the ones that are bad. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Okay, so now let's move on to our advice segment. And if you ever want to write in, ask us questions about car buying, motherhood, candy bar flavors, anything, you can reach us at hello at thecarmomofficial.com. That's hello at thecarmomofficial.com. Okay, this is a car selling tip, question mark. Car selling tips, question mark. Hello, my husband and I are actually looking to sell our car here in St. Louis. My initial thought was just to sell it back to the dealer. My husband thinks we should shop around for our options with other used car dealers. Thoughts, tips? Um, So this is a question I get a lot like, what do you do if you aren't trading, but mm-hmm. you just want to sell your car? Yeah. And like, you don't want to sell it. Yourself. Like, you don't want to go like the Facebook marketplace Craigslist route, mm-hmm. which you you will always get more if you do that. Like, there, that's not a secret in the car business. Like, the worst thing the worst thing you could do is like go to the dealership and be like, well, retail on it is this. Like, yeah, that's what you can sell it for. But yeah, I sold cars for a living. Kind of sucks. <laughs> so it's not my... 
it, that's just that's not where my experience lies so if you decide you don't want to sell it yourself and you just like want to be, be done with it like basically trade it in without trading it in um my first thought is like to check carmax or carvana like do i love them absolutely not i've been very outspoken with like i don't think you should buy cars from them um but they pay an arm and a leg for vehicles and i think what's great about them is you can get like quick quotes right away so like if nothing else like it tells you where you're at within a couple of yeah. minutes yeah and then if not i always say like don't worry about going back necessarily to the place you you got the vehicle at but instead like i do think especially if it's like a newer used car like a car that the dealership could potentially certified like i would definitely take it back to a corresponding brand so like yeah. if it is a honda go to a Honda store first, get a price from them. Like I just, I find that like they're always going to pay a little bit more than what like a Nissan store might pay for. Because they know they can sell it for yeah, a little exactly. bit more. Um, but then ultimately like get, you know, don't just stop at one Honda store though. Like if you live in a big city like St. Louis, I would go to two Honda stores and I'd get two yeah. different quotes and they should be able to do it just in a few minutes and everyone wants cars right now. So yeah, that's my advice. Easy day. Okay. Next and last on today's episode of the Carpool Podcast, we have a Ditch the drive through Okay. So you can either email us your Ditch the drive through recipes or you can give us a call at 959-CARPOOL. That's 959-CARPOOL or email us at hello at thecarmofficial.com. And this comes from Cassidy. Hey friends, my daughter has swim classes weekly, which usually results in us grabbing something quick to bring home after, but you inspired me to jump on the slow cooker bandwagon. Below is a link to one of our favorite meals for this week's swim day. Okay, sounds amazing. It is a slow cooker chicken mushroom stroganoff. Oh. And she said she also added a bag of peas just like get some um, extra veggies in. Yeah. Looks delicious. Looks fire. And I, one thing about me is I love a stroganoff. Like, yeah, I've never had it with chicken. I I've never know. had it in a slow cooker. But I've only ever thought of beef stroganoff. I've never heard of a chicken stroganoff. So we will post the, this is from something called the recipe critic. So we'll go ahead and post it on the carpool. Um, but it looks like I'm I mean, it's got egg noodles, it's got cream, it's got mushrooms. Like, I could totally so cookers prep are time the five move. minutes, cook time five hours. Like, that's the kind of. Here, you want me to read the ingredients? Yeah. Okay. Boneless, skinless chicken breast, cubed, always. Eight ounces of slight mushrooms, one ounce of cream cheese, softened. Um, cream of chicken soup, dry onion soup mix, salt and pepper, fresh parsley. Oh my God. Pound of large egg noodles. I'm going to make this. That sounds fantastic. Wow. And then, like she said, like throw peas in it or do it with a side of broccoli or like yeah. a side salad. But then you're getting like a protein, a pasta. Oh, my gosh. It's a, it would be great for pasta Monday. Yeah, it would be great for pasta. You're getting your your protein, your veggie and your carbs all in one. And would be great. Um, Muscos, too. Yeah. That's the thing about crockpot meals. It's like they get better. Yeah. They don't get worse. No, it's true. I do have another little dish of drive through just kind of keeping in tune with our candy Please. bars. So, um. I'm the type of girl who, after every meal, meal I need a little some sweet. Mm -hmm. I need a little some some sweet. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't always like keep things that are made on hand, but I like to at least keep ingredients on me that I can whip up something good and yummy and sweet if I need to. Okay. So this is a um, dark chocolate Reese's buttercup Reese's egg I usually make them an egg form which is why I call it a Reese's egg um but like a healthy version and it comes from earthy Andy's cookbook plant over processed which is like a I think like a vegan cookbook but vegan cookbooks it's everyone should have a vegan cookbook because yeah. they have the best veggie Veg, veggie preps and desserts yes, and they're stuff. really good and so the ingredients you usually always have on hand or at least I do and it's peanut butter 
vanilla protein powder, maple syrup, salt, and chocolate chips, dark chocolate chips. You could use regular Yum. chocolate chips. So what you do is you take um, like a couple of spoonfuls of uh, peanut butter, depending on how many you want. Put some, put like a scoop of protein powder in it. I maybe do like four, four, four spoonfuls of protein, a scoop of protein powder, just a dash of maple syrup and a little, and a little shake of uh, like a dash of salt as well. Mix it up. And then you have your peanut butter base. It tastes like Reese's peanut butter. I, You've made it for me before. It's really good. It's, Maddie gets so excited every single time he sees them in the fridge. You have to keep them in the fridge. Um, then you melt pro, or then you melt the chocolate chips. Roll your um, your peanut butter into. I do eggs because Reese's eggs are the superior way to eat eggs, and uh, or the superior way to eat Reese's. And, and then and eggs and eggs. And uh, yeah, you just like do a little dip. Put it on some parchment paper and put it in the fridge for like maybe like an hour 30 minutes to an hour until the outside gets kind of hard you do have to keep them cold because they will get melty and gross so you can't like put them in your lunchbox the next day they do have to stay cold but um really quick really easy and incredible incredible so there you go we have like a delicious slow cooker meal for you we gave you the latest industry news um, you know that you can say like, well, you know who's not going to leave is Toyota. Have you heard? Um, you have your friends over. You make them some stroganoff. Mm-hmm. You have some Reese's or a freaking Twix as a dessert. We have cavities. Um, and that's the Carpool Podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And leave us a five-star review. And then also email us your thoughts, hopes, dreams, fears at hello at thecarmofficial.com or head over to our Instagram at thecarpool. We'll talk to you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.